Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rose, and welcome to episode 205 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Evil Dead the Game Game of the Year Edition, The Last Case of Benedict Fox, Nuclear Blaze, and Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. The games coming out this week include Moonrise Fall, Weeping Willow, Ravenlock, Space Gladiators, Swordbreakers Origins, and Titans Pinball. New games with gold for May 2023 have been announced from Xbox One, and they include the following. Star Wars Episode One Racer, available from May 1st to the 31st, and Hoa, available from May 16th to June 15th. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have four to cover this week. Number one, Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal blocked by UK regulator. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, UK competition regulator, the Competition Markets Authority, has blocked Microsoft's proposed takeover of Activision Blizzard to, quote, protect innovation and choice in cloud gaming, end quote. The Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, has denied Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard over concerns the deal would, quote, alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come, end quote. The CMA says its final decision to block the merger comes after Microsoft's proposed solution, quote, failed to effectively address the concerns in the cloud gaming sector outlined in the Competition and Markets Authority provisional findings published in February, end quote. Microsoft's submitted proposal to quell CMA concerns contained a number of shortcomings according to the regulator and did not, quote, sufficiently cover different cloud gaming service business models, end quote, was not, quote, sufficiently open to providers who might wish to offer versions of games on PC operating systems other than Windows, end quote, and would, quote, standardize the terms and conditions on which games are available as opposed to them being determined by the dynamism and creativity of competition in the market, as would be expected in the absence of the merger, end quote. The CMA says if it were to accept Microsoft's behavior remedies that would, quote, seek to regulate the behavior of the businesses involved in a merger, end quote, the remedy would require, quote, some degree of regulatory oversight by the CMA. By contrast, preventing the merger would effectively allow market forces to continue to operate and shape the development of cloud gaming without this regulatory intervention, end quote. The CMA notes that, quote, Microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming services, and the evidence available to the CMA showed that Microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make Activision's games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service, end quote. The regulator goes on to say that Microsoft accounts for 60 to 70% of global cloud gaming services and has, quote, other important strengths in cloud gaming from owning Xbox, the leading PC operating systems Windows, and a global cloud computing infrastructure, Azure, and Xbox cloud gaming, end quote. If the deal were to be approved, it would, quote, reinforce Microsoft's advantage in the market by giving it control over important gaming content, such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft. The evidence available to the CMA indicates that absent the merger, Activision would start providing games via cloud platforms in the foreseeable future, end quote. Quote, the cloud allows UK gamers to avoid buying expensive gaming consoles and PCs, and gives them much more flexibility and choice as to how they play. Allowing Microsoft to take such a strong position in the cloud gaming market, just as it is begins to grow rapidly, would risk undermining the innovation that is crucial to the development of these opportunities, end quote. Microsoft President Brad Smith has said that the company, quote, remains fully committed, end quote, to the acquisition and will appeal. 
Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick said that alongside Microsoft, Activision Blizzard, quote, will contest the decision, end quote. The CMA's decision has come to a shock as to many considering last month, the regulator found that the acquisition would not substantially lessen UK console gaming competition. Before I touch on this, let's go into story number two. Xbox boss Phil Spencer reassures staff following CMA ruling report. Tom West at True Achievements writes, Phil Spencer reportedly held an all-hands meeting this week to discuss the UK's decision to block the Activision Blizzard deal, and Microsoft's future gaming plans which will move ahead with or without the acquisition. As reported by Bloomberg, an anonymous source has said that Phil Spencer acknowledged Microsoft's disappointment with the CMA's ruling, saying it will slow the approval process for its acquisition of Activision Blizzard, noting the company will continue to pursue it. While bringing Activision Blizzard into the fold would speed up Microsoft's gaming plans, it's not wholly representative of the company's strategy, which will still go ahead whether the acquisition goes through or not. According to the source, Amy Hood, Microsoft's chief financial officer, held a meeting with the company's senior leadership team the same day, and Microsoft President Brad Smith was up at 2am Seattle time writing a response to UK CMA. Despite the CMA's ruling, Microsoft has penned another 10-year cloud gaming deal for Xbox and Activision games, which comes as no surprise as the company is preparing to appeal the ruling. Quote, 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 quote. Kind of have to do it when we're talking about this, because this is much more legal jargon than I am used to. But I gotta say, I am shocked that they blocked this. It seems like all signs are pointing to all the different regulatory bodies approving this deal. Now, this is a big blow, and this is likely going to run through the rest of the year, maybe into early next year. It seems like Microsoft, even in the UK, was preparing to announce that the deal had gone through within the coming months. Especially before the June showcase. This June showcase has got to blow the pants off of all of our gamers because a lot of Xbox gamers, especially with the Redfall 30 FPS, let's see how that reviews this week, hopefully good and people enjoy it, just in a string of what seems like bad, bad news stories and the gamers are just not happy with them. I'm so intrigued to see where this goes, if this actually goes through or not, and uh, I was really hoping we could be done talking about this, but it seems like we're going to be talking about it for the months and months to come. Number 3. Elden Ring Dev's Armored Core Revival gets a release date and gorgeous gameplay. Michael McWhorter at Polygon writes, Elden Ring developer From Software's revival of the Armored Core franchise launches this summer. The latest trailer for Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, confirms an August 25th launch date for the game, while also showing off first gameplay and cryptically teasing its story. An official description of that story makes everything much clearer. Here's the setup for Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon from publisher Bandai Namco. A mysterious new substance called Coral was discovered on the remote planet Rubicon 3. As an energy source, the substance was expected to dramatically advance humanity's technological and communications capabilities. Instead, it caused a catastrophe that engulfed the planet and the surrounding stars in flames and storms, forming a burning star system. Almost half a century later, Coral has resurfaced on Rubicon 3, a planet now contaminated and sealed off by the catastrophe. Extraterrestrial corporations and resistance groups fight over the control of the substance. The player infiltrates Rubicon as an independent mercenary and finds themselves in a struggle over the substance with the corporations and other factions. Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon was officially unveiled in December. The developer promised that the new Armored Core won't just be a Soulsborne game with a mecha. From Software President Hideki Miyazaki said last year that his company is taking, quote, a good look at the core concept of Armored Core and what made the series special, end quote, applying its recent game development experience and, quote, re-examining it together with those core concepts of Armored Core. End quote. Bandai Namco said players will control, quote, highly mobile and highly customizable mechas, end quote, in Armored Core 6. The game's, quote, fast-paced battles, end quote, can only be overcome, the publisher said, by, quote, mastering rapidly changing combat decisions, using the environment for protective cover, and omnidirectional battles to overcome challenging enemies and situations, end quote. This trailer does look pretty cool. 
but having not even tried Elden Ring yet, I don't foresee myself playing this game. However, Soulsborne fans are by the millions, especially considering how well Elden Ring sold. Imagine this game is going to be huge this year, and it's so crazy that they barely launched Elden Ring a year ago, and we're getting this. And number 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor PS5 Xbox Series X Performance Mode is Rough. 30 FPS Quality Mode, the best bet. Nathan Birch at WCCF Tech writes, Star Wars Jedi Survivor launches today, and unfortunately, it seems like it's the latest in a crop of bad PC ports, with reports of poor performance leading to the game picking up a mostly negative user score on Steam. But we're not here to talk about the PC right now, what about consoles? While the news is better on Series X and S and PS5s, things are far from perfect, and in fact, if you want to get the best experience, you're going to want to make a somewhat unintuitive choice in the options menu. So you want the best performance from a game? What visual mode do you choose? Performance, right? Well, that's actually not the best choice with Star Wars Jedi Survivor, as there are consistent reports that the performance mode is very uneven on PS5 and Xbox Series X, rarely, if ever, hitting its 60fps target, and introducing additional pop-in and screen tearing. Again, somewhat counterintuitively, your best bet for performance is actually quality mode. It's only 30fps, but it seems to be a consistent 30fps, without any of the stuttering that sometimes comes along with lower frame rate modes. Additionally, various visual issues like screen tearing are also less prevalent. I had to throw some story in about this, because I am so deeply upset by this game. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Star Wars Jedi Survivor was one of my most anticipated games for a very long time. I cannot believe how badly this game performs on my Series X in performance mode. Not only do we not get the constant 60 FPS, we're constantly getting stutter and drop-in and shaders popping in and out, and it's just an unbelievably disappointing experience. I wish they would have just delayed the game. The summer was a prime time for releases, you know, maybe after the May-June rush. Put the game out in July, give it a few more months to cook and optimize this game. I would have preferred that so much more. I even rage quit it on Friday. Stops for like 30 minutes an hour, I'm like I'm done with this game till they patch it. But the story was intriguing, the gameplay when it works is so good that I just wanted to keep playing and I'm just fighting through it now. I'm not proud of that because I don't want to show developers that will pay for this and continue to support it, but <sighs> what a bad experience. So disappointing. Come on Respawn, I love you, you're better than that. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and since we're talking about the blocking of acquisitions, let's talk about all the acquisitions that Xbox has made that have gone through. Credit to good old Wikipedia. Compulsion Games out of Montreal, founded in 2009, acquired in 2018. Double Fine Productions out of San Francisco, founded in 2000, acquired in 2019. In Exile Entertainment out of Tustin, California, founded in 2002, acquired in 2018. Mojang Studios out of Stockholm, founded in 2009, acquired in 2014. Ninja Theory out of Cambridge, founded in 2000, acquired in 2018. Obsidian Entertainment out of Irvine, California, founded in 2003, acquired in 2018. Playground Games out of Leamington Spa, founded in 2010, acquired in 2018. Rare out of Tokoros, founded in 1985, acquired in 2002. Undead Labs out of Seattle, founded in 2009, acquired in 2018. Then of course ZeniMax Media or Bethesda, including Bethesda Softworks, Alpha Dog Games, Arcane Studios, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Machine Games, Roundhouse Studios, Tango Gameworks, ZeniMax Online Studios, and ZeniMax Online Studios Hungary, all acquired within 2021. Is Activision Blizzard going to be the next big acquisition that we're going to add to this list? I still think so. But man, it's going to be interesting if that plays out over the next 12 months. 
Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, as I already stated, I don't want to talk more on it because it is frustrating, even though I'm enjoying some of the parts of it, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I also hopped into some multiplayer games with my friends, checking out Chivalry 2 on PC, which I don't think I'm going to play more of past the hour or so that I played, but what a funny experience playing with your friends. Also hopped on the Star Wars Battlefront 2, which was a lot of fun, excluding the potential spoiler that people were putting in the chat for Jedi Survivor, which, how did I get spoiled for this game in that game? I mean, I hope it's wrong, but it's very frustrating nonetheless. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosen93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.